back to Totally Buggin', the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We're your host organisms, Cami and Faith. We started out the podcast with two episodes about topics in entomology that you may have heard a little bit about, but you might not have known the full story. So this week, we're going to go back to the basics and talk about the things that you'd learn in the first couple of days of an entomology class. Faith, I have a feeling this is going to be pretty familiar for you, but if there's anything that I should clarify that our listeners might not have heard of, please stop me and let me know. I'm hoping that I'll maybe get to show off a little bit Uh because I just recently took my entomology class. Yeah. So I'm I hope I get to look smart mm-hmm. and just be like, hmm, yes, I know everything that you're talking about. Uh, yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, so when I was preparing for this episode, I did kind of survey a couple of people who didn't have entomology backgrounds. I yeah. asked them what a bug is, an insect, an arthropod. Mm. I asked them to define entomology. Okay. Give me an example of a couple of bugs. Yeah. And I had them tell me what the difference was between an insect and an arachnid. And a surprising number of people... I feel like that's a tricky one. Or maybe not tricky, but just like very much commonly misunderstood. Yeah, so this was just kind of to gauge how much explaining I was going to have to do when Mm -hmm. I was doing this episode. Mm -hmm. I was expecting people to get the insect one right. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who didn't know what the distinction of an insect, which is okay. I don't know that it was necessarily always taught in school. I think I did learn it in elementary school, Mm. but I don't, I don't know about other people. I also might have been a big nerd and read that for myself. (laughs) So I don't really remember if I formally learned that. I don't know if we formally learned about um, bugs in school. Like, we maybe learned about, like, honeybees and butterflies. But other than that, I don't think we learned about um, any kind of insects. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go into this assuming that you know absolutely nothing about the terminology associated with the entomology world. We're going to start out with a bit of taxonomy and terminology. Mm. If you're not familiar, taxonomy is the science of classification. So we've got our domain, which is eukarya. There are two domains. Faith, can you tell us what the two domains are? Eukarya and mm-hmm. pro... like prokaryote? Yeah, eukaryotes okay. and prokaryotes. Yay! Yeah, and can you tell me what the difference is? The main difference. (laughs) Oh. Come on, biotech major. Uh, A junior in biotech. (laughs) Um, Eukaryotes are like animal cells and prokaryotes are like plant cells. Maybe. For 500, Alex. No. No! (laughs) Dang it. Uh, Plant cells are eukaryotic. Um, Eukaryotes have a nucleus and defined organelles and prokaryotes do not. So an example of a eukaryote would be an animal cell. Okay. And a prokaryote would be something like a bacteria. Oh, okay. So insects are eukaryotes. Yes. They are made up of cells that have nucleus, have nuclei. Next up after the domain, we have kingdom. So the kingdom is animalia, the animal kingdom, just like the park at Disney. And then after that, 
we've got the superphylum. The superphylum is ecdysozoa. These are animals with a three-layered cuticle made of organic material that is periodically molted. This includes arthropods and nematodes. SpongeBob fans apparently would be more familiar with nematodes than I was. I was not allowed <laughs> to watch SpongeBob when I was growing up, but apparently that's a thing. I remember, like, I remember the episode you're talking about, but not what's. Sp- oh, wait, no! All the nematodes eat his house! Really? They, yeah, they. <laughs> he lives in a pineapple, and I'm pretty Under sure. Under the sea? Yes. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they eat his house. Oh my gosh. And then, like, SpongeBob needs a new house. So, yeah, nematodes are worms, and arthropods are things like insects and arachnids and Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Nematodes being worms. Eh, kind of. <laughs> we're not going to get into that today. <laughs> so, underneath the superphylum, we have the phylum. So, this is an arthropod. This comes from the Greek words... Arthron, which means joint, and poda, which means feet. So it's got jointed legs. Um, When I asked around what an arthropod was, pretty much nobody was able to give me a a good answer. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend did give me a good example, actually. He, I asked him what an arthropod is, and he said it's a pill bug. And he is correct. A pill bug is a type of arthropod. Arthropods are invertebrate animals with an exoskeleton made of chitin, a segmented body, and paired jointed limbs. Within the phylum arthropod are four subphyla. We've got Chelicerata, which is the sea spiders, horseshoe crabs, and arachnids. Mm -hmm. We've got crustacea. Can you tell me what a crustacea is? Crabs, lobsters, Uh Maybe, like, shellfish. Yeah, shrimp. Shrimp. Krill. Mm-hmm. All the tasty things. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Except I don't really like lobsters, but that's neither here nor there. I recently had red lobster for the first time. It is not all it's cracked up to be, and it was, like, 75% sides. No, red lobster. You don't go to red lobster for lobster. You go to red lobster for the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. But they are... C- okay. I don't want us to get canceled. I think they're kind of mid. Sorry. No! I haven't had them in a really long time. So I, I had them to... like a week ago. <laughs> I'd have to try them again. They weren't even that cheesy. No, cheese in the Cheddar Bay biscuits? Well, there was cheese in them. I just, I was expecting a little more. more. Anyway. <laughs> we have Hexapoda, which you might be able to guess from the name if you know your Greek roots. Hexa meaning six, poda meaning feet. Then we've got myriapoda, which means a lot of feet. (laughs) These are the centipedes and the millipedes. I don't mess with them. There used to be a fifth subphylum, trilobitomorpha, or trilobites, but they lived in the Paleozoic Oceans about 500 million years ago and became extinct during the Permian period about 250 million years ago. Trilobites are awesome. I love them. But that's going to have to be another episode because they are no longer with us, unfortunately. Except for when we watched that one scene in Ponyo when they have all the prehistoric fish and the the trilobites in the ocean. I love that part. (laughs) We should should do an episode about, like, prehistoric bugs because... One step ahead of you. It's in my my idea. Yes! (laughs) We'll get to that eventually. So we finally got to the subphylum insects, which... I, w- I was, again, 
kind of surprised by how few people were able to give me a definition of what an insect is, but I will give it to you right now. Here's what makes an insect an insect. You've got a chitinous exoskeleton, three body segments, three pairs of jointed legs, compound eyes, and one pair of antennae. The body segments that make up an insect are the head, which is used to gather food, perceive senses, and it's responsible for neural integration. Then you have the thorax in the middle, which is where the legs and the wings are attached. So the thorax is mostly responsible for movement, locomotion, etc. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the abdomen, which is their big butts, <laughs> uh, which holds the guts and reproductive organs. I'm going to give some examples of insects now by going through some of the insect orders. There are about 30, depending on who you ask, but I've narrowed it down to about a third of that just for the sake of time. Taxonomists hate agreeing on names, <laughs> so you might see the scientific order name being something a little bit different depending on the source, but I'll tell you the common name along with the scientific name so that there's eliminating any confusion. Mm -hmm. All right, so we've got columbola. These are the springtails. Bisonura, silverfish. Odonata, dragonfly, damselflies. I knew that one. Yes. <laughs> Do you know, how do you remember that Odonata is dragonflies and damselflies? I feel like I would remember O and, like, their eyes. Like, I feel like they have kind of bigger eyes. So, like, Odonata, they have big eyes. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good mnemonic. Um, if you know your, if you know your root word, uh, you might recognize it's got the same root as the word orthodontist. So, mm. I think of a dragonfly. A dragon has big, sharp teeth, and they have to go to the orthodontist. Oh, so, odonata. Okay. That's cute. That mm -hmm. works. Then we've got orthoptera, which is the group that I would always confuse with odonata when <laughs> I was taking uh, ENT 313, mm -hmm. which includes crickets, locusts, grasshoppers, and katydids. If it has the root optera, this refers to its wings. Then we've got phasmida, or phasmida, these are the stick and leaf insects. They're really cool. I really want one in, like, a little terrarium for my room, but I don't have space for it right now. Ooh. I remember the first time I met a stick bug. It was it was honestly kind of sad. It had lost all its other legs in a fight. By all its other legs, how many legs did it have left? Like, two or three. How was it upright? I don't... It, like... So, like, there was one leg on, like, the top right-hand side of it, and then another leg on the bottom left-hand, so it could kind of just, like, barely stand up. That's very pathetic. It was really sad. Yeah, actually, an interesting little fact, the way that insects move, they have their legs in kind of a tripod grouping, so they'll have a front leg from one side of their body and their two back legs from the other side of the body, moving in sync and the reverse will also be true so they're moving three legs at a time but it's not all on one side or the other side at once it helps them keep their balance oh that's so cool yeah it's really cool <laughs> uh if you ever watch like a slowed down video of an insect moving you can you, see them yeah you can see the tripod movement all right so then we've got dermoptera which are earwigs um, then blatodia which are cockroaches and termites then siphonoptera, fleas, you might be able to guess why they're called siphonoptera. Yeah, they have, like, 
little mouth parts that like let them suck and siphon stuff off. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, and you know, fleas, what do they tend to siphon? Blood. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Okay. <laughs> I had to think for a second. It's I okay. was like, uh mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm quizzing Faith so that she's a more active participant in our podcast. I can't look I can't look bad in front of the three listeners. Actually, we had like 40 last week. Oh, so really? Okay, the last time we checked. No, no hating on, on our listeners. Okay. We appreciate them very much. Love to all of you then. I Last time I checked, we had 10. You haven't been checking though because you don't have the password. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. We've got Coleoptera. Do you remember what they are? Beetles. And weevils. And weevils. Mm-hmm. That bug music. And then we've got Diptera. Flies. Yes. Diptera, two wings. So we've got the true flies, mosquitoes, and gnats. I only just found out that mosquitoes were technically diptera, like technically flies. Last Christmas when I got a book about flies, I think it was called uh, Superfly. It was called Superfly. And it was interesting, but also I don't really... Flies are not my favorite, so it did kind of drag on a little bit. But if you're interested in a good overview of the order Diptera, I would recommend Superfly. It's a good read. Lepidoptera is moths and butterflies. Mm -hmm. Then we've got Hymenoptera, which is my wheelhouse. These are the ants, bees, and wasps. Hymenoptera, you've got the wings in the Optera, and then the hymen part is the Greek root for marriage. So the they have two pairs of married wings, married mm-hmm. with quotation marks. Yeah. So those ones are married wings. That's, that's why they are called that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can tell a bee from a fly because a lot of flies have evolved to mimic the striped patterns of a bee yeah. to ward off predators. Um, if you see something that looks like a bee, but it's got... Two wings, it's a fly, and you were almost fooled, but you were smart enough to see through that. Okay, finally, we've got Hemiptera. These are the true bugs. So when we're in an entomology setting and we say bugs, this is what we're referring to. Mm -hmm. Only if it's in the order Hemiptera. So Hemiptera is the true bugs, which include aphids, cicadas, and plant hoppers. If you're familiar with the spotted lanternfly, they mm-hmm. are true bugs. They are plant hoppers. I also think of a stink bug because, like, bug right. is in the name. Mm-hmm. So people tend to use the word bug when they mean arthropod in general casual conversation, which yeah. is fine. I'm not going to correct you if I'm talking to you and you ask me what I'm studying and I say, oh, bugs. I That's usually how I introduce it because that's what people are familiar with. But in entomology circles, only members of the order Hemiptera have the distinct pleasure of being called a bug. Now we can get into entomology. This comes from the ancient Greek words entomon, meaning notched or insect, and logia, which is the study of. So literally the study of insects. However, in modern casual conversation, entomology is kind of used as a catch-all term for the study of arthropods. Even if technically one is talking about arachnology, referring to arachnids like spiders and scorpions, carcinology, which is the study of crustaceans, Mm -hmm. 
myriapodology, study of centipedes, which I don't mess with, <laughs> uh, or arthropodology as a whole. Entomology just flows kind of better than arthropodology. So while our podcast is about all arthropods, usually when we're introducing it, we call it an entomology podcast just for the sake of brevity. We'll try to get it right on the podcast and specify when we meet insects versus arthropods. But that's why we call ourselves the podcast about all things creepy crawly, mm-hmm. so that taxonomy nerds don't get mad at us. Exactly. We always win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I never lose. <laughs> okay. <sighs> we just went through a lot of terms, and if you're like me, you probably need a breather for a second. So we're going to take a short break from the technical stuff, and we're going to give you some totally buggin' basics and introduce ourselves and the podcast a little bit. So I've got a couple of questions mm-hmm. for Faith, Ooh. and I will answer them as well. Okay. Okay. All right, Faith, what are you studying? Well, currently I am studying this biotechnology, which is like using plants and animal sciences and bacteria and be- technology and how we can incorporate all these things into making better science um, I want to get more into the entomology field, and um, I'm actually just a new hire in a research lab here for entomology. Oh, who's that? Um, Dr. Alice. He does a lot of um, entomology and ecology, so like how bugs are affecting uh, different crops and plants. So they work with like uh, plant hoppers and aphids, and I think someone does like underground nematodes. So what I'm hearing is you work with bugs. Yes. Yes. Bugs. Mm -hmm. You work with insects and also bugs. It's kind of a squares and rectangles situation. It is very much a squares and rectangles situation. Precisely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Well, I am Cammie, and I am majoring in microbiology, which, which means that I'm a biology major, but I'm very small. I'm actually only a couple inches tall, and uh, I have to stand directly next to the microphone to be able to speak. She has to stand on a thimble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Faith uh, graciously opened up her sewing kit and allowed me to use it as a stool so that you can hear my voice. Like the secret world of Arietti. I actually haven't seen that one. <gasps> Movie night? Movie night. Okay. I was going to say, that's unacceptable. It's so good. <laughs> I remember it being available for, like, rent at the um, the little uh, convenience store mm-hmm. when I was, like, eight or nine. But yeah. I never saw it. So cute. Adorable. Okay. I actually was just lying to you right now. Um, I'm not actually very small. I am normal size. <laughs> Microbiology actually refers to... Uh, biology of small microorganisms. Yes. So bacteria, f- fungi, Teeny. viruses, which there's kind of like, eh, whether they're alive or not, yeah. I kind of like to consider them living, but... All things teeny That's tiny. a little controversi- controversial. Um, and then I'm minoring in entomology, and I work in a lab studying bumblebees with uh, Dr. Amsalam. Okay, Faith, mm-hmm. how did we meet? Um, we met in a, what is it called? A microbiology writing course. Well, it was a 
writing-based lab. Yeah, so we had to basically do this whole lab together for a semester Mm -hmm. and write all these super long, awful papers on it. (laughs) So they were, yeah, they were treason. They were awful. Friendship (laughs) friendship born from camaraderie and Mm -hmm. mutual suffering. Okay. Um... Yeah, I no notes. That's pretty accurate. You agree? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I made fun of your uh, sticker on your iPad. Oh, my Uraraka sticker. Oh, the one where she has scoliosis. Yes. Yeah, she has like very um, <laughs> concerning proportions. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what struck up our conversation the first time. Probably because I was giving her the side eye. I was like, "Is that girl okay?" Like on your iPad, <laughs> and I just looked down and I'm like. I never noticed that. <laughs> it's even worse now because um, her head is, like, falling off. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are your hobbies, Faith? What do you like to do outside of school? Ooh. When you have time outside of school. I was going to oh say. Oh, my God. <laughs> when there's time. Um, I've been trying to get more into reading. Um, I have a few houseplants that I am constantly trying not to let die. And I still have... A miniature that I've been working on, and I want to get more into crafty things. Mm. Yes, speaking of crafty things, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I like to crochet, knit, embroider, so all sorts of uh, fiber arts, basically. Mm. Um, And I'm pretty good at it, if I may say so myself. I do love the, uh, you made me like a soap holder thing. Oh, yeah. I love that Took me like 20 minutes. Okay, you need to show me how to do that. I will, yeah. I want another one. (laughs) Um, So I like to do that. I also like to read. I like to read fantasy and romance. Ooh, okay. What is the best romance book that you've read recently? Oh, I'd have to think about it. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't read a whole lot of romance recently. I've been on a Mm -hmm. bit more of a fantasy kick. Um, Ooh, I love fantasy. You know, in more recent years, I've mm-hmm. kind of read more romance manga than, like, novels. Okay, but still slaps. It, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're looking for recommendations, Fruits Basket, <gasps> Wodakoi, yes. um, Orange are good. Uh, oh, I couldn't get into Orange. Oh, I liked Orange. Yeah. So those are the things that we like to do. And finally, why did we start this podcast? Um, so we started this podcast because we are both looking into going to grad school for, uh, entomology or something similar. And if any of you have known the struggle of trying to make a resume look better (laughs) than it is, we both kind of sat down and say, said, hey, um, a podcast is something we can do on our own time and also sound smart while we do it. Yeah, Yeah. uh, could you know, show that we're into science communication. And yes. we kept kind of making this joke over and over, and then eventually it became a thing. <laughs> yeah, we were like, that actually sounds like it would be really fun if we yeah. had a bug podcast. It had a, it be, it developed a life of its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's here, and it's in the room with us now. We all have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think that gave us enough of a breather. Um, yeah. That's, you know, the basic facts about us. And we're going to get right back into the technical side. So if you're still with us, we're God going bless, to... God bless you, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're still with us, now that you've had some time to for- completely forget everything that I just told you about taxonomy, we're going to talk briefly about what the life of an insect is like. 
So there are two types of life cycles that an insect can experience. There's a complete metamorphosis or incomplete metamorphosis. If an insect has an incomplete metamorphosis life cycle, it will have three life stages. It will first be an egg, and then when the egg hatches, it will be a nymph, which is basically just a small version of the adult. Yeah. Then it'll eat and eat and eat and eat, and then it will be larger, and it'll be an adult. Mm -hmm. So, kind of similar to when you're born, you're a baby, and and then you eat and eat and eat, and then you're a grown-up. Yep, and you look like a tiny version of yourself. Exactly, yes. Then, the other option is... If an insect has a complete metamorphosis life cycle, there are four life stages. So there's egg, larva, pupa, and adult. This one's a little bit cooler in my opinion, but the life cycles, or the life stages are a little bit harder to pronounce. I always have trouble with pupa. Pupa. And like the, it's like, is it pupae or pupa? Like when it's plural? I always have trouble with that. Pupae, pupas? Mm Mm-hmm. No. It's not pupas, I know that. It's not pupas. Uh, But in any case... You start, the li- you start your life the same as if you had an incomplete metamorphosis life cycle as an egg. Then when you're a larva in the larval stage, you eat and eat and eat and eat. Uh, this is, for example, a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. So you, are, you look totally different from how you're going to look as an adult. Then once you've eaten a whole lot, often like multiple times your own body mass yeah. in a matter of days you will pupate and you stop eating enter a hard shell and then basically turn into mush where you completely restructure everything about your body and then you come out as an adult a beautiful butterfly or other insect like a bee that Mm. also has a complete metamorphosis life cycle So that's what the life of an insect is like. You've got those two options. And then the length of your life could vary uh, depending Depending on lots of factors. There's some, I believe mayflies only live for like a day. And they don't even have mouth parts because they don't need to eat because they're just going to die so quickly. They are born to reproduce Mm -hmm. and then they die like the same day or the day after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or there's other insects that can live for several months. Mm-hmm. Or I think some can even live for years. Can't cicadas live for a really long time? Yes, yes, okay. that's correct. That's a good example. Thank okay. Um, yeah, so those are some basics about what it's like to be an insect. But you might be sitting there thinking, like, oh my god, why, why should I care? Like, who cares about arthropods? Exactly. Okay, why should we study arthropods? Arthropods are linked to food sources in many ways. Mm -hmm. So we've got pollinators, we've got pests, and we've got delicious little crickets that we can just directly eat and use Mm. as a food source ourselves. Yummy. Mm -hmm. This is one of my, like, kind of pet ideas. Mm -hmm. Like, hmm, maybe someday I'll figure out how to make everyone eat crickets (laughs) and like it. Yes, uh, entomophagy, I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eating insects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so some also eat pests. Uh, they're not all irritating. Um, some of them have a really good function, like spiders, where mm-hmm. they look a little bit creepy, but they actually get rid of insects that are more bothersome to us. Yeah. 
Speaking of bothersome pest insects and arthropods, there's also a lot of arthropods that are vectors for human and animal disease and plant disease. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got ticks and mites, which are arachnids. We've got mosquitoes, fleas, etc. All of these things can spread and vector disease. Mm-hmm. We've also got certain arthropods that can cause allergies and reactions to their venom mm-hmm. from... Uh, Lepidoptera scales can often be a cause for allergies, mm-hmm. like allergic reactions. Yep. Uh, we've got bee stings, which you generally are unpleasant, but you could also be allergic to them. And there's spider bites, scorpion stings, and on and on and on. There's also a lot of products that we use that are made by arthropods. There's silk, dyes, lac, honey, and shellac. Uh, shellac. Shellac. Yeah, shellac. I think I normally say okay. shellac. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of products that we rely on, um, and there's probably bugs making up the dye in your food, which is fine. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> I remember the first time somebody told me that, and I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? It sounds gross, but, like, it's it's, it's in tons of stuff. It's in yeah. makeup. It's in, yeah. They're harmless. Yeah. Arthropods also make great model organisms. Mm-hmm. So we can use arthropods in the lab to study concepts that aren't unique to arthropods mm-hmm. because of their small size, short generation time, and high number of offspring. So they're easy to rear in the lab, mm-hmm. and we can apply things that we learn from them to other living things, including humans. Mm-hmm. Um, one big example would be the way that we've used fruit flies in oh, yeah. laboratory settings to learn about genetic mutations and evolution because their short generation time allows us to manipulate their genome in a way that lets us see a little snippet of evolution in a Mm -hmm. way that would be completely impossible for us to do with humans. Yeah, like just completely unfeasible. And if you take any intro to genetics class, they're going to talk about fruit flies because of how big an impact they have in the field of genetics. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's also uh, forensic entomology. We can use arthropods to help solve crimes. Don't say, ooh, it's sad. No, I think it's cool. It is cool. They have a cool job. It's like, you know, service dogs, they get to have a cool job. These bugs get to, like, eat dead bodies. Yeah, so typically forensic entomology is using organisms that are decomposing a body to determine the time of death or... A lot of times, lice and fleas are an mm-hmm. indicator of neglect, uh, like criminal neglect, yeah. um, which is sad. Yeah. But they do have... Uh, we, we are able to use these organisms as evidence to hopefully be able to get people in those situations the help that they need. Yeah. Um, insects and other arthropods, are also incredibly numerous and have a huge impact on the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. They can be kind of a canary in the coal mine for environmental damage Mm -hmm. because they're small, so it takes a smaller amount of toxic things in the environment Mm -hmm. to cause negative effects. So they can be the first indicator of something going wrong in the environment. So there's a lot of really important things that we can learn from studying arthropods but also they're just cool Mm -hmm. they're they're interesting and sometimes they're just fun to study in and of themselves i always make this point with my dad that like 
he's like, oh, why do you want to study bugs? Like, what job can you do with that? And I'm like, dad, there's, they affect way more than you think they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that hopefully will get you up to speed with some of the basics of entomology. Hopefully you will now be able to feel comfortable following along and using the correct terminology with mm-hmm. us. And you'll have a new enthusiasm for the arthropods that you see around you. And you can uh, have a better appreciation for nature as a whole. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for listening. This has been Totally Buggin'. Bye. Bye. Our episodes and sources can always be found at our website, totallybugginpod.weebly.com. And we can also be found on Instagram at totally.buggin.pod and on Twitter at Bug and Pod. Thanks for listening.